I am unashamed. What about you? So I had an interesting um, experience yesterday. I left, uh, Lisa and I had to leave the family vacation. Of course, it's weird for us now because we own a house down there. So in the old days, like we were all in the same house. So, but it feels a little different when I've kind of got my own home, but then we're getting together every night. Of course, we played golf this week, uh, past week, which was, I started out really good. I played good the first day, started developing the old habits the second day. And by the third day, I couldn't even swing the golf club. It was just brutal. Yeah, it was miserable. Now it was painful to watch. <laughs> it was so bad. I think we I all got re- the shanks. I mean, it, yeah. I hadn't had the shanks in years. It was just awful. My what shanks. are the shanks? The shanks are when you come back, your timing is so off, your club is wide open, and you hit it literally at a 90-degree angle. You hit it off the hosel. Yeah. It's, a, it's an impossible shot to do on purpose. You couldn't do it on purpose. It's like you're looking down the fairway, and the ball. And it goes straight that way. They call that gallery killer. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Only look, not quite You're as in a realm that I'm. Well, Phil, it's not as bad as the low pull hook because that one is going the same pull hook. Pull, pull hook. hook. It's going low and left. That's right. And and the difference is it's going at a lot higher speed <laughs> spin, right. and it would hurt somebody. There's a reason why I don't need to be playing with people. You know, lining the fairway. That would be a bad yeah. call if, if I were playing. What's down. the warning signal for? Yeah, but but the problem is oh, if you hit a hosel rocket, you can't even get four out of your mouth for four why, people why have a four? Just to show you. As opposed to. Three. Well, it's the word is F O R E. I never figured out. So it's that not F O U R. It's four. I F-O-R-E. never figured out where why that came about because. I'm trying to figure that right now. When, I can look it up. Well, because look, well, I'm just going to explain to you because when somebody hollers four, and it was originated in Scotland. And which is our Scotland. our roots. That's yeah. where our roots are. They would say four. Well, then you look up, and now it has the possibility to hit you right between the eyes. I'd rather <laughs> you just not holler. Right. And I will say this. This happened to Zach's wife, by the way. Oh, it was bad. Well, and, and Zach's the one that hit it. Yeah. But that wasn't, he, he couldn't call for because she was standing about what? Or she was sitting in the golf cart like 20 feet away. So you didn't have time to say four. Because I don't know, you know, the what's what's the speed at which the ball, hundred miles an hour off oh, yeah. the club? Why wouldn't you stay more. outside the danger zone? That's just a question. She was outside the danger zone, but like evidently not. <laughs> well, she caught a golf ball upside the head. Well, Zach here. is so bad a golfer that he 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 can hit it every direction except backwards. Yeah. So I, I, I the last person you would want to hit is your wife. Oh, and she had to have surgery later because she lost her yeah. hearing. Yeah. I guess you could technically hit it backwards if you hit a tree. Yeah. So he can do that. Well, and I, I've told the story. I hit my set. Remember, you were on the tee box. Oh, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I had I had a ball yeah. that looked at. There was a flat rock that was literally not even was two a, inches. But it was a tee marker. It was a tee marker. So it was, it was about, about 10 or 12 feet in front of me is two inches. I had a golf ball full speed, hits the rock, comes straight back and hits me right in the groin. <laughs> yeah, it was boom, boom. It was uh, bow. It sounded like a two rifle shot. Man down. And then it went from four to tor. <laughs> <laughs> tor. Look, my, the inner part of my thigh, I sent a picture out to uh, the golfing buddies. Yeah. About a day later, from my knee to my groin, all the way up, was solid purple. And... <laughs> And look, right in the middle of that massive bruise. That's was, look, too close <laughs> to things that are not perfect. Oh, it, it was very close to shutting Al down forever. Look, it was a white dimples from the ball right in the middle of my, my entire thigh being bruised. Yeah. Which tells you, Jay, he's talking about speed. But, but think about the physics involved and what had to happen for me to hit a ball off the driver face that didn't go... Two inches off the ground. So what's the longest drive ever recorded from the tee to where it bounced? Wow. That's a great question. It's over 400 yards. Yeah, you got these. So this ball can travel from where it is. 400 yards away. Not not when I hit it, but yeah. Four football (laughs) The average, I think the tour average is like 300. 300 yards. I mean, but I'm saying. That's three football fields. Three football fields. I mean, somebody hit one a mile on a, on, and. 
Antarctica or something on the ice. Yeah. But, you know. It, <laughs> a lot I, of rolling. It, it just kept rolling. Of course, high altitude, they hit it further. But there's guys, Dad, that, that are these professional long ball hitters. They're not even really golfers. No. But they have learned how to hit golf balls 400, 500 yards. I mean, they're amazing to watch. We see them in these tournaments. Well, with... that's that DeChambeau. He, he, he's kind of made, he actually competed and right. made it to uh, semifinals. Yeah. Maybe. But he's a professional golfer, but now he's injured. So, which tells you which something. Which is what happens. So, here's, here's some golf historians say that the cry of four dates back to the 16th century huh. in Scotland. And here's what the word means, which just makes sense. It's, it's originated in the Middle Ages, four. And in general, it indicates that something is ahead or in front of. So that makes sense. That's where it came from. So you're saying four because it's like people are ahead of you, but like, or someplace, and something's coming your way, I guess was back in so the So I hit, Al witnessed it. I believe you were there. Uh, so I hit a golf ball. The, the, the hole is a dog leg left. And we played at our favorite course. Peninsula. The, pen, the peninsula. The peninsula. Uh, you have to <laughs> properly pronounce it. The peninsula. <laughs> and they have 27 holes. We've been playing there for years. And the reason is it's just a spectacular course. I love the layout. Yeah. The people are awesome. And if you think this is a commercial, so what? It's great. <laughs> you will go there and like it. The go food's there and play, good. Yeah. Everything about this place, I, I love it. That's why we go. We play there. Every, every year, yeah, that's our every year and every away day. From home. We don't. I don't go anywhere else. This is so what usually can you eat with the food line? Oh, they've got I, a. Well, they had a new thing. They had some kind of double cheeseburger, and I got it. And I said, "I'll be back here tomorrow <laughs> at the same time, and I want to do this again." <laughs> Put my Adam LaRoche. <laughs> we need to do this again because and the tea was. They good. have a. My favorite there is they have a, a like a blackened mahi. Sandwich, so so like a piece of fish, a mahi. That's well. The woman said you need to get everything on the menu, but I couldn't get past the double cheeseburger. (laughs) Looked like they had some kind of. It looked like that wagyu steak meat kind. They were thin, but they just they had some kind of cheese and thick bacon. But it was it was charred done. But they did this quick. Yeah, could tell, and which was fine. But she's right. Seared. She's right. Everything on the menu is good because Lisa and I had a condo there for. A while, a few oh, years ago. Spectacular. That's great. So let me get back to my story. Right. So here's what I'm saying. We're out there. We're on vacation. We're having fun. Did you wind up winning the most money for I the week? I won the okay. most money. OJ. OJ. <laughs> but I haven't said this. It was the worst. Co- we played four rounds. It was the worst collective scores of my career. It, yeah. my it wasn't career. pretty top to bottom. No. And we all decided that we're just not good anymore. <laughs> But we had flashes. That's right. There were flashes right. of greatness. Of greatness. Jell pulled <clears throat> out on his second shot yeah. on, on one hole for eagle. I mean, it hit. Went. It's in the hole. And uh, I think my best little moment was I I birdied. Uh, I I hold out. Now I did chunk the first one. I hit two great shots on a par five. So I'm pitching for eagle chunk that that went about five feet so i just stepped up there without even a practice swing because i was which may be the secret to your chip i just stepped up there and hit the next pitch boom it's in the hole (laughs) birdie but then i birdied the next one which is a par five so i mean i i had flashes of brilliance and look the final hole we played which is probably one of the most difficult par fives in the world i birdied it for a big pay, oh, I say a big payday <laughs> for know, us, twenty bucks. You know, <laughs> but still, I went from breaking even to winning twenty bucks. My so, my best moment came obviously early. The first day, we're four holes in, and I knock it about what about thirty feet maybe below the hole, and I made the first I birdie. Think it was more like forty. It was a long putt. And out, Drano. Yeah, so that was my – unfortunately, that was pretty much the peak. You know? But it was good. <laughs> Al, we thought Al was back. So I was going to tell you this. The low moment was – so there's a dog leg left, and this hole is just almost impossible because the layup area is really Ooh. tight. So what I I would do is take out my driver, which is the best club I, in my bag, and I hit it about there – I'd say I average 290. I'm mm-hmm. pretty long for yeah, my age, right. you know. But but this one I really caught. I mean, I bet I hit it 310. 
the problem is it didn't hook enough, and there was some guys on the tee box on the next hole. It's a par three. And so I saw it by the, you know, there's a tree there, so I didn't even notice they were on the tee box. And I thought, oh no, that's going toward the next tee box. And I started to say forward, it already bounced. And then I heard some four little words coming back at me. And they weren't four. They weren't four. <laughs> just yeah. hollering across the golf course. And I thought, my bad, it must have rolled up on the tee box. But when I got up there, it was actually I was ten yards short of the, their tee box. Really? Yeah. I never you never told me that. Yeah, I never told you. I remember and when I that. thought, now wait a minute here. <laughs> Cause I look back at the fairway. I'm only 10 yards from our fairway. Yeah, it's just right they, there next to They have to the tee box. And you know close. the deal. So so the reason why that's a problem, there used to be a line of trees there, but the hurricane took out the trees. So the so they guarded the that tee out. box, yeah. right? But it's, now it's gone. But I thought, the you know, here it. I am on vacation. We're having fun with my family. I hit a ball that was reasonable. I mean, I hit it right in the screws. And it was the it, best drive you hit all week, it, probably. Well, yeah, it was it was awesome. But it didn't draw. And, I, and I'm over there close to, uh, you know, the people next to us. But not on, they were on the tee box. It scared them what it did. Yeah. They heard the ball hit. It's 300 yards away. And so you're going to fire off <laughs> four-letter words 340 yards away from it and shake your club? <laughs> I just thought. But I'm not going to let that ruin the vacation. <laughs> but I did just say that there's spiritual war even when you're out here. That's true. Doing it because it made me it made me angry. I, first, I was sad because I thought, oh, I hated to hit in front of those people. I never realized there was all these emotional. Well, me either. I mean, <laughs> who does connects this? with the, the ball? But then when the I got up there, well, I, I guarantee you these were the sort of guys, and we don't know <clears> them, so I'm not judging them. But I'm saying if they react that way. These are the kind of guys that would react that way about anything, anywhere. Yeah. You got a problem. Like, if we're standing on the tee by somebody hits the ball, work, I, you know what my... ethic, you wouldn't want to work underneath this bunch. You know what I would say if the ball come up there, rolled up there, and I'd say, somebody back there can nice hit try. the ball. I now, mean, if it, you know, almost hits my ear hole or whatever, I could see somebody in that moment. But again, in the moment, Jace, is so yeah. you're that far away, is... And, and you didn't holler because you didn't know it was going to get to him. But is it is it all just about because you holler? Because if you look up and it's still coming, you're probably just going to get hit in the face. Yeah, because I thought, now what? Now, now when I see these people later in the parking lot, now you you, you cuss me because <laughs> I hit a drive close to you. I you know I had a, I had a bad feeling about that. So so, so oh, well I was just gonna say so that I, I birdied eighteen that when you know and and I was I played four rounds in a row, and uh, we we decided that we just showed flashes of brilliant brilliance, but on the fishing side because I said I was gonna give a fishing report. Oh that's right I, I forgot I never about did. that. You never did. We really never caught anything. Good. Noteworthy. I mean, we caught some interesting things. Uh, I caught a stingray that weighed, what, 25 pounds? We all missed Pompano season because it was at the tail end of it. Like well, two weeks earlier, I'll you would say that, caught. but I got some bad news. I We figured out where we had stayed before years ago where we had really. So you're in the wrong spot. No, wrong spot. Uh, I'm, just down putting, there. I'm just putting two and two together here. Uh, uh -uh. Now you must rid yourselves if you're going to play golf. <laughs> Of all such things as these, uh -oh. Uh -oh. so you're a golfer. <laughs> yeah. You have to get rid of anger, <laughs> yep. rage, yep. Yeah. malice, yep. slanderous, mm -hmm. filthy language from your lips. There you go. You're gonna play golf. That's a great point, Dad. Because you get on the course. There's a great point because a lot of golfers that those things strung together. Well, even one of our it just family sounds members. Like Y'all are talking about it. I've never tried one, it. One of our family members gave up golf, and he did play with us on vacation. But you notice and he was a kinder, gentler he's now. He's kinder, gentler because he's, he finally subscribed to my philosophy, which he, he told me on the way home because we rode together on the way home. He said, you gave me some good advice. And uh, which <laughs> this is kind of funny above all the things <laughs> that resonated with. Hang on, hang on before you tell that. Let's take a break. Well, it seems like these days, uh, as a believer, free speech, religious liberty, Second Amendment, uh, all these things are under a lot of attack by a lot of different people. And um, I don't know if that's ever going to get any better. It's just kind of all the way, always the way it is in our culture. But one of our sponsors uh, is a company called Patriot Mobile, and um, they are America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. 
And so they're one of the few companies that are actually fighting back against some of the things that we mentioned. They offer the same nationwide coverage as major carriers. So you get great service. They have a great support team. Uh, They have plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer support team will provide excellent customer support, which is important when it comes to cell phones, as we know. They share our values. Uh, They're going to fight these uh, organizations that are against us. They're also great for veterans and first responders. So uh, go to patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. You get a free activation code with the offer code Phil. And remember, veterans and first responders are going to save even more when you make the switch. So patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. He said, you you remember what you told me? Of course, I was like, no, I don't remember. He said, you told me you're not good enough to get mad. <laughs> that, that's the one thing. That's right. You remembered. It, you know, I'm like, that, you know. That's one way of. Uh, we don't practice. You know, I, I you're took, not just going to show up. That's why I had zero off. expectations. This is a, you know, this is a challenging course. It's fun, but it's challenging, especially off the tee box. And look, the one day that we all shot bad, the wind was blowing 30 miles an hour. Well, when you watch the professionals play golf, when that wind gets up 30 miles They don't an shoot hour, as good either. They don't shoot good either because the ball is just... Oh, yeah. And the spin, if you miss hit it, it's 10 times worse because of the wind. So you didn't catch any fish. Well, uh, we caught some, but nothing I mean, any noteworthy. Good but I did find a spot way down the beach. And For future I, Well, I So I get back to the, uh, to the house, and I tell Missy, I was like, I want to... I want to book this. I already picked the house out for next year. And she like looked at me like, what? <laughs> because you've just entered a realm that none of us go into yeah. booking houses because that's the women have been doing that for 30 years. And she said, why? I said, because I saw a fella catch two pompano right in front of me. Ooh. And so I thought, well, that, that little deal's over. No, he's catching them. So I figured out it's the spot. Spot. I said, in fact, see what they want for the place. <laughs> and uh, we may buy it <laughs> and rent it out. Now, look, then she was like, had a horrified look on her face. <laughs> of course, I said, hey, I'm serious. That's so funny. Only Jace would say, oh, two pop and I'll buy that house. I, That's what... I went from I'm going to fish here next year to can I buy this place. <laughs> so so when I started all this, we, we talked about taking a rabbit hole. Uh, to say I left a day early, be- and, of course, that was a, a grace thing for me not to have to go back and play golf again. I was actually glad I was leaving because I don't know what would happen the last day. And, and But Lisa and I were flying up to Memphis, and we were speaking. We did a marriage conference in, uh, at a church in South Haven, which is just south of – in Mississippi, d- just south of Memphis. And it was a predominantly African-American church, and the pastor there – uh, they call him the Bishop Matthews. And uh, I met him. We both spoke together in an event last year in D.C., and it was an event for Tony Perkins. So it's kind of a political thing, but there were a lot of pastors there speaking. And, um, you know, he was just a fireball. I loved him, and we were in the green room together. And, yeah, you, know, you just kind of get to know people. We all became pals. So the next day we're flying to the airport from D.C. last year, and it turns out we were both in the same car. They were going together. So now we get like a 30-minute visit. So in that visit, he told me about his church. He said, would you ever consider coming to speak there? Because he liked what I had to say, too. I said, Bishop, I'll be there. You let me know when you want to do it. I'm there. And where that happened to be yesterday. Oh, okay. So so we flew in, and uh, I met him. His, his church is great, and he's such an awesome person because he was introducing us, and we did our thing. But they're also – you know, on the they're on the charismatic scale of our you know brothers, and so you talk about you just can't help but get fired up. You know, I mean, normally at a marriage conference, it's kind of low key, and we're doing our thing. But I'm getting that talk back going. Well, what was funny was I, I've spoken to predominantly African American audiences before, so I know how it makes you feel as a speaker. You get pretty fired up, but Lisa's never experienced it, so. Like her parts, because we do it together. So I do some, and she does some. <laughs> she got so fired up. She'd get going, and the women would start clapping, and like, ooh, you go, sister. And, then, and she went. I mean, I was like, I had never seen her yeah. kind of go to that next level. So that it was animated. <clears throat> it was very animated. And by the way, great audience, great people. 
and we spent about three hours uh, doing our thing with them. And uh, but I'm gonna have him down sometime so y'all can meet him because he and his wife are fantastic. They have eleven. We should sh- be excited, you know. I mean, we you, when you think we've studied Colossians and what you you look at who Jesus is and what we who we have in our position. I mean, that's something to be excited about. So I mean, I I tend to lean toward the excitement. I mean, oh, you know, me too. Called charismatic, but I mean. I, I, I love it. Well, it's just you see it more in charismatic churches, which I think is a great thing, too. We need to be more charisma. That's good. He has 11 children, and, and three of his sons were the ones that were running, like, all the sound and the audiovisual and all that. So that whole family is a part of leading that church, which I just thought That's was awesome. a really, really cool thing. But anyway, so I know a, a few of them I told them about the podcast, so if you're listening, thank you guys um, at the Tabernacle because you, you were awesome. That made made our week. Well, I was going to make a segue with the golf analogy, Al. I knew you I, were. I That's why say, I had to jump my story in there. I'm not good at golf anymore, and I've dealt with that, and it's fine. It was fun. Well, you're better than and, us. Well, there's something to be said in that. <laughs> it's if you can beat your competition. That's right. Because <laughs> I, I shot... I shot in the low 80s twice, and I shot in the low 90s twice, so it's not great. But I did have more birdies, and I won the most money. Me and Jeff. I think everybody else lost. So By I the way, it's Cole, the least I've Cole, lost every in several years, so even though I well, played bad. Yeah, yeah, a lot of you are thinking, oh, they're big-time game. No, I think we played for a week, and the most it's money like that— 40 tra- bucks, you yeah, know, come on. Transact. you got to play for something. But I will say that I'm not devoted to golf. It's not devoted. It's, it's, it's a game where you're chasing a white ball and you're trying to put it in a hole. But when in the last section, this is our last talk on Colossians. Yeah, we're closing it out today. Because, you know, Colossians 4, when it, when it gets, we covered the end when we were talking about what the church is, which is it's individuals, it's homes, that are being spokesmen and women and families for Jesus. And he addresses that in the end. Well, it's just like Jesus's ministry where he was having these conversations and he was meeting in homes. And even in chapter four and verse 15, where he said, you know, there's a church in her house. You know, he singled out a sister here. And we talked about the Laodicea and the Revelation chapter three reference. But... When he gave these further instructions here, he starts off in verse 2 of chapter 4. He says, devote yourselves to prayer. And as I read this, the end of the chapter, he singled out a brother, Epaphras, in verse 12. It says, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus sends greetings. And look, look listen how he says this. He is, he has always, he is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. And you probably know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. One of our family members, he doesn't watch TV except he's a wrestler. He's a, what What? The, what do you call that they're doing now? The MMA fighter? No, I know, but I mean, they do the, is it nijitsu? Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. So they're, and his family wrestling, his daughter does it, and which, okay. I think it's good for self-defense or whatever, but it's like a hobby of his. Yeah. So all he he's watches. Very, he's very devoted to it. All he watches is something I've never watched, which is all these wrestling and uh, ultimate fighting. Yep. It was a little brutal for me, you know, but I mean, he they he had that on the entire va- vacation. I, I, I thought they were just, I said, do they do this 24-7? And he's like, no, it's an app on my phone. They he subscribes to. Yeah, I was like, that's all you watch? He's like, that's all I watch. He doesn't watch anything with a ball. He doesn't watch news. He's quit all sports. He does it. So he just watches these. But when I read that, having had that in my subconscious for a week of people <laughs> wrestling, it is intense. And this is not fake. You know, back when we used to watch wrestling now. Yeah. It, it was a show there. They go They're out. On a show. It's like a soap opera where there's wrestling is choreographed. And I didn't care. Everybody, no. you know, they're like breaking news. Wrestling is fake. I'm like, well, yeah, you actually think they're doing, I mean, they'd be in the ER. Although it, that being said, 
these are huge men. The things they do to one another would kill us. Like if, oh. if they swatted you oh. across the chest like they do each other. I would wait. Would, I'd throw uh. the towel in when he came running at me. I mean, these, these people, this is real. I didn't even know this was a thing. So I'm embarrassed about it. So that. they do it in a way where they don't hurt each other badly, but. Well, you know, that's, Jay, uh, that's no Jay was telling us, you know, at first they didn't even have any rules. You just come out there and they <laughs> cart you off. But, you know, now they got some rule structures. But I thought about that, you know, being devoted to prayer and wrestling in prayer. I mean, it kind of convicted me in my own prayer life because I thought. Yeah, when's the last whatever, time you wrestled? Yeah, whatever he's talking about here, I don't think I've been doing a very good, <laughs> good job of. I but mean, I will say this. Let's take a break. So I don't know about y'all, but it seemed like we just immediately transitioned this year from spring to summer, like overnight. It was like, it was kind of comfortable and cool. And then all of a sudden it was hot. So that wasn't that pleasant. But one of the things I do love about switching seasons uh, is uh, is what I get from our friends at Bespoke Post. Uh, They have what they call their Box of Awesome collections. And so they're seasonal. So when the summer starts, you're going to get some new stuff, some seasonal stuff from uh, for the summer. Got a lot of camping gear, uh, beach, different ways if you like to travel and do stuff outdoors. Uh, I like knives. And so they send me great knives uh, like the one I'm holding here in my hand. But um, it's they call it Box of Awesome because it is. So here's what you do if you want to check them out. You go to boxofawesome.com and you're, you're going to take a little quiz and they're going to find out what you really like. They release a new box every month, and it it crosses a lot of different categories. The box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that. So it's a good deal. Uh, I love getting mine and seeing what's going to be in it every month. Go to boxofawesome.com and enter the code FEEL at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Use the code FEEL, and you're going to get 20% off your first box. So it's free to sign up. You can skip a month. You can cancel any time boxofawesome.com use the code Phil I will say this just one of the reasons why Paphras was was wrestling is because he's the one that planted this church so remember he's the one that Paul sent there he talks about that but in the that's first my chapter. point out but it- because he loved them so much and was so invested in what was happening to that church that would make you wrestle exactly it'd be like in your family you're either your physical family or your church family. If something happens, and we mentioned something off air today, I mean, a family going through something very difficult. I mean, I wrestled about that in my prayers because I'm thinking, man, anytime you have trouble in a family of people you love, I wrestle with that because, you know, it hurts you. You're like, man, that was just terrible. So I think that's the reason why. Some woman got on the corner post of the where they wrestle. uh, I don't forget which show was on. It was one of them Fox News deals. But it was a woman, I think. She jumps up at the corner and turns a flip. I thought, whoa. And she ricochets, lost her footing on the corner, and slammed on the concrete. Of course, didn't move. I mean, just knocked out instantly. And whoever was looking at it said something to the effect that you you won't see her anymore. I mean, didn't kill her. But she said, "That's when you misstep like that, she's out." Well, literally out. The things they can do. Think about that: jumping off those. Oh, <laughs> oh. they jump out on a table, and she I mean, it's, it's, well, that's where I was going yeah. with it. What you said, Al, about because we talked about last time about this, you know, how Jesus goes into our relationships and our home and our workplace and things of authority and. You know, when you tie in into that, uh, you know, we're in a spiritual war and we, we stand firm. He, he uses the same analogy at the end of that about our struggles, not against flesh and blood, you know, but against powers. And then he, but he gets on, t- starts talking about prayer. And I think, and it's done in a way that I think we, we neglect. And, and I just, it stood out here. But what also stood out is how much we talked about work and he's talking about working for the lord now i mean he says it twice he says it in colossians three seventeen. he said whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus and then he goes down to verse 23 
and says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Well, notice in his closing comments how many times he says this about work again. If you look at verse 11, he's talking about Jesus, who is called justice. These are the only Jews among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God. So it's not like they're. This is not playing church and having a prayer. And yeah. when you look that, that's what I'm trying to get you to see that they're they're working for the Lord, not not for money or they're doing this because they love the Lord and they're wrestling in prayer because they're invested in it. Then he says it again in verse uh, 13. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea. Which, and I think the reason why he would say that is because this church must have been supporting this brother. And so why else would you vouch for his hard work? In other words, he's saying, look, this guy's, he's doing your bidding. You know, he's doing what you've sent him to do. I mean, exactly. I think, you know. And then 17, it says, uh, tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. And then, oh, by the way, I, I'm Paul writing this in my own hand and remember my chains. I mean, you're just getting a, you're getting a visual here of these people. When you say they were sold out for Jesus, I mean, the intensity level of what they were doing back then seems way more intense than when you start talking about the work of the church today, moving from house to house, person to person, because first of all, it's probably not doing that. We, we're, we've become a church building yeah. mentality. So, so my effort would be as, as deep as, Hmm, I wonder if I should go today, you know, show up at 10. And I mean, do y'all think I'm reading the, that, that into it? No, or you, I, I think it, that's a great point. It, 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 when you look at the totality of it, what they were doing, conversation to conversation, house to house, I mean, house to house was a big thing. That That's what he was talking about. Even in yeah. their job and what they're doing, their platform, whatever was happening, they were using it as a platform for Jesus. And in the meantime, when they wasn't working, they were praying and they were praying hard. Wrestling. You have to remember in a non-existent computer culture, everything was by word of mouth. These writings are too thousand years old these letters we're reading here yeah. we're reading yeah. so you say well the transfer of information or misinformation it cut cut both ways the only way it got there word of mouth word of mouth yeah so when he wrote these letters. letters it was all word of mouth he yeah. read and you say what's what's interesting and at least in my mind the writings are still here. <laughs> yeah. What we're reading is historical records of letters written to something called the kingdom of God and the work involved in all of it. It's pretty amazing that it could be now in this computerized world. You say uh, it, it'd be it'd be blown away a long time but, ago, but really, no, but, it's still here. And also, Dad, look, even in this current information, as you're describing, you know what makes a TV show or a, a song or whatever a hit, a success? Work, word of mouth, yeah. hard work, <laughs> yeah. word of mouth. Yeah. In other words, when people tell somebody, "Have you seen this show? Have you heard about this song?" And the you... speed at which information travels. 2,000 years from the time this was written. Just get your word out of your mouth to a lot more people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I was going to... Podcast, you say, when you speak, that's being beamed out to who knows who, to how many in all. But you say, boy, what a vehicle. But if you look at it realistically, just step back and look at the big picture, it's still word of mouth. But you know how, you know how the only reason that anybody's going to... I mean, what's the odds of getting something this old in book form so that everyone could still hear it. Well, because it's come across 2,000 years. The only way this podcast ever grows is if somebody who's listened to it said, have you ever heard of the Unashamed Podcast? Yeah. And you introduce them to it. So it's still word of mouth that still builds success even to this day. And to your point, you, you can't just throw something out there I've without seen it. These, this, this Colossians, I've seen it lived out 
in the last, since we got on Colossians, let's see, last Sunday, it was 10 people that followed me in a a 25-mile journey down here on the riverbank, and people of different ages, different ethnicities, and all that. We were all standing down on the banks of the river, Al, and they were doing. They were having their sinful nature cut away, Colossians chapter two. In fact, we shared. I read some from Colossians. We was all standing on the bank. Still word it's of mouth. Still the same, the same format. Still going on. What are the odds that something could even reach that level? Yeah, and still be there. Let's take a break. Well, I was going to draw a parallel to because a lot of it, when it. Most of the time we talk about churches on, you know, who saves us, Jesus, you know, what saves us, you know, his grace. And how do we respond? We, we respond through faith. And we read Ephesians 2, which is awesome, when he gives this picture of we used to follow the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the, of the air, you know, the evil one, and uh, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, which that's what I was going to say. You got to remember when you look at the worldly side of things, the evil, dark, sinful world, they're working hard too. Oh yeah. I mean, and it says it in Ephesians two, two, and it's like highly dedicated. Oh, they're dedicated and devoted. And all of us lived among that at one time. We all know, you know, we have an old self that was crucified. And we were by nature objects of wrath because God, God is holy and we're not. But because of his great love for us, here's the good news. This is what we, I think, do get right a lot of times in our churches. We, you know, we, we share God's grace. He's rich in mercy. He made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgression, it is by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms, which I think this is similar to what happened in Colossians 2. Talking about, you know, Christ cut off your old sinful self. In Colossians 3, since you've been raised with Christ, set your mind on things above. In order that this, back to Ephesians 2, 7, in the coming ages he might show the riches of his grace expressed in kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And, and we're it's, in and the it's, coming ages of ages. Yeah, and it's not from ages. yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. But we stop right there. And I think like when we get to Colossians 4 and Colossians 3 and 4, the second part of 3, this next verse in Ephesians 2 is important because it gets into what we're supposed to be doing right now. Yep. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And the reason I'm reading that is because now I want to read Colossians 2, 3, because he says, devote yourselves to prayer. And I'm going to bring up these other two things in a second, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too. And look what it says that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. So he just said in Ephesians 2 that I just read that God has prepared in advance for things for us to do. And I think here it's worded this way. I pray that God may open a door for our message. And when you tie that in with where we started about wrestling and prayer, these are the things we should be praying about. Yep. And nothing has changed for 2,000 years. Nothing has changed. People are still under the control of the evil one. They're by nature objects of wrath. Yep. They're running around. We were all there. And now here we are, starting in our homes, but moving into our whatever we do for a living and wherever we go to church. Because in this case... I think you can make a strong case. I could be wrong about this, but when he said be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, I think he was talking about outsiders who were inside the religious establishment because they were the ones causing all the confusion with the false teaching and the false apostle, the false apostle, because they were coming to them, getting their focus off Jesus. And people said, what do you mean? Can you be outside of Jesus inside of a a church? Yo, visibly... 
That's why he said, set your mind on things above. That's something you can't touch because that's in your heart. Right. You can be visibly part of a religion or a church and be outside of Jesus. Yeah, it happens all the time. So you need to be wise in how you treat those people because they're going to come into your group and try to tell you things that are not true and do not line up with who Jesus <clears throat> is. I just think, now he may just be saying random outsiders, but it just seems like he was addressing them in all the chapters. Well, it's funny, you're right. And, and you know, uh, Rick Warren, who wrote Purpose Driven Life and Purpose Driven Church, and so years ago when I was in full-time ministry, I read Purpose Driven Church. It's really good. Got a lot of good ideas from it. But the way he described it, he had, talking about the church that he pastored, he had them in circles, Jace. There were like five different circles. And I don't remember all the C's, but I remember the middle of it was the core. And he talked about that being the, the full believers, fully devoted, fully committed. But as you went out that circle, you finally got out to crowd, meaning that they, they come, they're listening, but they haven't moved to the center of that, of, in his illustration, of that circle that they've devoted and dedicated themselves to Christ. Yep. But he was always aware that as long as you got a crowd, you got people who haven't totally crossed over for Christ yet. And it's a good point because, I mean. By the way, well, there's a mighty throng out there within the religious world that are right what you're talking about. Yeah. Mighty throng. Yeah. It's, it's a big difference between core and a crowd. Yep. And you know, when you look at it from that well, perspective. Well, look, everybody has something uh, uh, that they are using to justify their current lifestyle and behavior. And so, you know, I was telling y'all a story before we even started today. You know, I, there's a guy who who I know in a worldly environment who I was shocked, you know, that I saw him at church. I thought, oh, he he's visiting. Well, more I got to talk to him. Oh, no, he's a believer. But nothing about his lifestyle made you think that. No. I mean, I've heard the man talk. You know, he he does not talk like a follower he's of Jesus. He's not putting these texts into practice. Well, but he's not he's not for Jesus. You know, he, he has a belief. He's just not there, against there, him. Well, right. He's not against him, but his life. It's a good point because that's a big difference. If what he's saying, what he does on the typical weekend is true, now he could be just making up, but then that would be lying. But he—he's not—he's not living for Jesus. I mean, he's basically trying to, you know, have sex with whoever he runs up on, you—you know, you yeah. know, and just his lifestyle is is not. You would never guess in your wildest imaginations. However, when asked. He's like, oh yeah, well I believe in God. I mean, we got. So you're concluding they got he got a, some kind of special <laughs> arrangement going on. Yeah, but that's <clears throat> let's take our last break. Yes, that's the old that's the old God is the great insurance person. You, you know, you, he's your insurance policy because just in case all this stuff is right, I want to make sure that I say I knew him. But well, then, right. But, I, but I don't want to live for him and devote myself to him. My point you is, mean what Jesus I needed said about some it, wisdom in how to act because it was, it became difficult to have a conversation. Because yeah, well, how do you base it off of now? So I was thinking, I need some wisdom. I mean, I read this verse and I thought, yeah, I was in this situation the other day. Yep. I was thinking, how do I have this conversation? Because he's acknowledging that there is a God. Because your goal is not to run him off. See, that's, well, no, what, and, and, that's what happens a lot of yeah. times in churches. Somebody's not living the life, and so you go to them and confront them with the idea that like, you either straighten up or get out of here. But that's not what Paul's talking about. I mean, he's saying we want them to understand. How do we well, do exactly. that? Well, what some people, they, they would say, well, you're judging him. But you got to remember, when we studied uh, Corinthians, if someone's claiming to be in Jesus, the other members of the body— has a right to make a judgment. If you're like, I'm in Jesus, and then you're telling me what you just got through doing, and and are doing it on, on a frequent basis, and are right. not acknowledging it as as contrary to God's word, well, we need to have a conversation. I was trying and, to think, and of we that. need wisdom in that right. conversation. And you try to make the most of opportunity. So it, to me, it makes a little more sense than when he says, let your conversation be always full of grace. Which, Which that's my point, that you're always wanting to to, to help people mm -hmm. cross over. 
You don't want to. Well, the way the apostle Paul put it, and when we covered First Corinthians, First Corinthians five twelve, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? Yeah, that was the verse I was referencing. God will judge those outside. He'll do that. Expel the wicked man from among you. So, well, that's where I was going. Pretty serious. If your lifestyle better follow your your uh, the the verses you live by. Well, right. Where I was going with that is in the second part of six. I know it's kind of confusing, but it says. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And I thought, well, why do you, I know how to answer the world? If somebody doesn't believe in Jesus, I, I'm sharing Jesus. Yep. That, but it gets a little tricky when someone says, oh, I believe in Jesus. And you're like, you do? <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> That's that, news. <clears throat> I mean, Jesus wouldn't function like you're functioning, right? Well, true. Now, if they're denying that, if you're looking at obvious sins, because Galatians 5.19 says they're obvious, and, I, and I'm talking about big sins with big consequences yeah. where you know families are broken up, and if you're involved in that kind of stuff, well, there, there's, we, we, there's something, this is, this, this is not working. Right. It's something we don't talk about very often, but it, it does come up. And you see it. Well, it does take some wisdom on, on how to have these conversations. And you need to wrestle in prayer with figuring that out, right? So right. here's what you don't want to be. This is from Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, in your name, drive out demons, in your name, perform miracles? Then I will plainly tell them, I never knew you. Away yeah. from me, you evil doer. The problem is, it's I mean, gonna, you don't want to be that guy. Is what well, I'm it's going to be hard to bring this woman that you're sleeping with, and she's cheating on her husband with. It's going to be hard to bring her to the Lord if you're doing you're that. Doing that. And, but you're saying, "Well, come church with me." Well, you yeah. know, it, what, where are we going? What kind of church is this? So, and that's why I got back to this work. And now, look. Yeah, Lisa mentioned that, in her in her speech in our. When we talked yesterday, she said the Lord, she posted this on her Facebook page to women, you know, the people that follow her. She said, the Lord will never send you someone else's husband. <laughs> Just so you know. All right. Yeah. So what I was going to do is create the scenario, which I think is fair that this is, and go back to verse two. And he gave three qualities that I think help you in your wisdom to keep this kind of stuff from happening. And I'm not sure what they all mean that's why i was going to ask you because i mean one he says devote yourselves to prayer i know it's not just praying once at an assembly or you know yeah. once before a meal being devoted to something that's why i brought up the golf thing is there's a lot of practicing there's a lot of there's time, time commitment yep. there's some passion here yep. there's a roller coaster of emotions going on during all that process then it says being watchful. That's the one I wasn't sure about. So I looked up every everywhere it says be watchful because I thought, what does he mean by that? And uh, the, before I tell y'all, what, what is your initial response? My initial response would be that it's for opportunity. In other words, the, the watchfulness is that I'll be able to recognize a, a chance for me to step into someone's life to show them Jesus. What I would that think, would be my. I would think everything that you view, you view it as good or evil. You have trained well, yourself to know the difference. The Hebrew writer said, well, "Believe it or not, those were the two. There were two categories that emerged." And I'm not going to go through it all, but I think it's good for our listeners if you want to. But because Jesus, a few times, he said, "Be watchful, be alert." Yeah. Remember when he went down and we was praying mm-hmm. about being devoted to prayer? Yep. And what were they doing? Sleeping. Sleeping. He wanted them watching. Yep. Uh, even you can make a case, even in the transfiguration, he wanted them to watch. I mean, I thought about the other night when I was told you about I was going crazy about the LSU game. I could tell you how awesome that was. You say, oh, it's great. But when I got to thinking about this concept, when I watched it, 
I felt like I was invested in it. <laughs> like I'm a part of this. You were there. Yeah, I, I'm. This is this is what I'm. Yeah. It, it's your your response, and which is why you got so excited because you were all in. Yeah, and, and I'm saying to participate in it is bigger than just acknowledging it. Yeah. And so, but those were the two lines. You know, you think about the verse that says, "Be alert, your enemy." The because it, it says, "Be watchful." That's what I was saying. Be self-controlled and alert. Well, though, but it's. It's just what else is. There are opportunities for us to share Jesus, and there's opportunity for us to get off the track yep. that we're on. That's a good point. Those are the two things you got to watch out for. Yep. And nothing else. But when when you put it in prayer, so here you have this devotion where you're having daily conversations, and I mean heartfelt, lot time, energy, passion into and then you're being watchful so you're looking at through jesus as the filter the big picture of things and i think to give an example it's like the guy who cussed me out on the golf course now what do most people do when that happens you drive up there and cuss him out <laughs> and see where this thing leads well yeah okay i mean he's he's acting like an idiot it's on you know whatever <laughs> well you gotta watch watch out for that yeah because this is not our flesh, our struggle is not against flesh and blood here. So, and then you also, you know, if we would have had a confrontation, you would have tried to look for a way to turn that into a Jesus conversation. Maybe the Lord sent this to happen, and however that happens. And then the last one was thankful. Now that prayer and thankful, He did so in the whole book of colossians memory kept saying be thankful in all circumstances when we read chapter one he's like we always thank god for you uh, you know god the father and when we pray so it's 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 like it went full circle back to these attitudes that make someone productive in jesus and don't miss their purpose yeah we're out of time but uh, in the overtime i want to flesh that last thought out a little bit about gratitude and then do a couple of things to wrap up the book plus i thought of a wrestling story i didn't get to tell earlier we were <laughs> that I, hey, I broke my arm in a true wrestling story. exactly so that was that was one of the stories so we'll see uh, uh on the unashamed uh overtime side it's blazetv.com slash unashamed uh, is where to go to get that last bite of colossians Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.